Uh, well, good morning and uh, welcome to today's uh, webinar uh, focusing on Malta, uh, one of the financial centres that we track uh, through our Global Financial Centres Index and other uh, indices. I'm delighted to welcome uh, today Dr. Bernice Buttigieg, uh, Chief Strategy Officer and Secretary of the Board of Finance Malta and Pierre Massa, Project Management Office Lead for Malta Financial Services Advisory Council, uh, to provide us with uh, an overview of um, what's happening at the moment in Malta and financial services. Um, first, some words of thanks. Um, I'd like to um, just take a moment to first of all introduce myself. It's Mike Wardle, I'm Chief Executive at the uh, ZEN. Um, we are able to run this series of webinars by the kind uh, generosity of our sponsors. Uh, we do thank them um, for allowing us to range far and wide across economics, finance, technology, science, uh, and a bit of history. Um, we really are very grateful to them. Um, the programme for this morning uh, is quite simple. Um, my job is to introduce um, and really get out of the way quite quickly so that we can hear um, our presentation um, from Bernice and Pierre. Um, and then we'll have time for a Q&A session uh, for about 15 minutes at the end of the webinar. Uh, for those of you who haven't used GoToWebinar before, the way you can ask a question is to go to the dashboard on your screen. Uh, there's a question tab. You can type in your question there. That will come to us um, so that we can field those. Um, and you can put that question in uh, or the comments that you want to make at any point during the presentation. So uh, please don't wait till the end uh, if you have a good thought. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who do ask questions, we'll pass on your contact details uh, to Bernice and Pierre afterwards so that if there's a need for any further discussion or follow-up, uh, that communication can take place. Um, and the final piece of housekeeping for this morning is to say that the session is being recorded. It'll be live up on our website in a couple of days' time so that if there's a need for you to uh, go back and refresh your memory as to what was said or you want to share the link uh, to the recording with friends and colleagues, there'll be the opportunity to do that. So I'd just now like to introduce um, our speakers today, uh, Dr. Bernice Buttigieg, Chief Strategy Officer, Secretary of the Board for Finance Malta, Pierre Massa, the Project Management Office Lead for Malta Financial Services Advisory Council. Uh, we're delighted to have you with us. Uh, over to you for your presentation. Good morning. Thank you, Mike, for, for your kind introduction. Um, so today we'll be talking about uh, Malta's financial services industry. Um, and then we can start immediately with the introduction of Finance Malta, um, which is the organization basically I represent. Finance Malta is a public-private initiative which was set up to promote Malta's International Financial Centre. Um, essentially, it is a joint effort between the, the government of Malta and the local financial services industry, which was set up for some 16 years ago in 2007. Uh, and the remit, as I said, is to promote Malta's financial centre. We are a member-based organisation as well. We have some 200 member firms. So it is a company which is a member of ours. And essentially, all the individuals working within this company work, joined, um, work closely with us to, to promote um, Malta's financial services industry. We do a lot of activities, uh, both in Malta as well as outside Malta. Um, outside Malta, we promote through the digital fora. Um, primarily, our website is a good uh, first port of call. 
but also we are very active in our social media, um, be it LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we have a very good following in all these media, um, social media channels. Um, I didn't mention YouTube, where we have a number of podcasts that are recorded, and there you will find essentially all information that you can think of um, with respect to any service um, and product that is relevant to this industry. We do organize our own events, but we also sponsor third party initiatives. And just this year, we, we contributed to some 39 promotional initiatives um, all over the world. So um, essentially, we're mostly present in Europe, um and in closer jurisdictions but but we also reach out to the us um uh, asia um and and other regions in the world our mission is to increase the visibility of malta as an international financial center thereby enhancing business opportunities to our members uh, by which the industry can sustain its growth traction we are a very small team just a team of five people, but we do our best to be present and available to uh, whoever needs to learn more about um, Malta's financial services industry. Next, please. Can I have the next slide? Okay, so I'll be talking a bit about Malta and Malta's value proposition. For those of you who don't know where Malta is, um, in the next slide, I'm showing the positioning of Malta, because we do take it for granted that um, everybody knows where Malta is. Well, essentially, Malta is the smallest EU jurisdiction. Um, it is positioned between um, south of Sicily and northern Africa, and to the east there is um, Asia. So uh, we are in the middle, the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. Um, if we can have the next slide, we can see it um, more, more visible. So, so that is the map. Um, the, orange, the orange arrow shows exactly the positioning of Malta in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. And this helps to understand Malta's strategic position not only now, um, in, in the case of also financial services, but also um, our history, uh, where Malta always played a very important role um, uh, in that kind of positioning. So if we refer to our 7,000 years of history, um, Malta was conquered by many um, conquerors, Carthaginians, Phoenicians, Arabs, no, uh, Romans. Um, so, so everybody uh, felt and, and um, recognized the importance of, of being in Malta because of its strategic position. Of course, financial services is less of a physical presence. Um, you can do it also digitally. But the positioning also um, and always remains um, essential. So um, in the past, in history, for, for those of you who don't know, have no idea about Malta's history, we even have um, temples which predate the Egyptian pyramids. 
Um, and then later on, Malta was used as the, the hospital of the Mediterranean. It is where they used to store the food and the medicines um, during World War II. So, so the positioning is, is extremely important. Um, next slide, please. Okay, so let's just have a quick look about um, the population and the area. We are um, almost half a million um, people living on this um, tiny island with an area of just 316 square kilometers. Pretty dense, pretty small, but you will understand that um, we have used the fact that we're small to our advantage. On the one hand, you can um, say that being small might be a disadvantage because the markets are small. But on the other hand, we are now, we don't consider ourselves to be a population of just 500,000, but more of a market, part of a market um, of forming part of the EU. And that has made us a bigger market because thanks to the passporting rights that, that exist um, once we're a member of the EU, that has opened up our markets to, to a larger um, audience. So, so we have used our smallness to our advantage to be more nimble, to be more connected. Um, and to achieve things in a faster way. As I said, we are a member of the EU. Um, we joined the EU in 2004, and Malta had one of the most seamless transition with respect to adopting the euro as a currency. In essentially four years, we've adopted the euro, and we had that introduced in January 2008. We do have two official languages, um, our own language, Maltese, which is basically a Semitic language um, written in the Latin alphabet. So we have a mix of both. And the Maltese were always clever to, to try and get the best of all worlds. And, and this is one of our masterpieces. Um, uh, we're quite innovative in this respect that we have a Semitic language written in the Latin alphabet. So that means that we're pretty much understood by, by both um, the Arab and the Latin world. Um, uh, and having English, of course, as one of our official languages um, is also extremely important for us because even our legislation is in English as well as in Maltese. And if there is um, a difference in translation um, so translation issues between the Maltese and the English language, it is usually the English language which prevails in a court of law in, in this field um, of, of financial services. So, so English would, the English language would prevail in that respect. We do have a wide range of double taxation agreements um, with, with um, leading jurisdictions. In fact, we have around 80 double taxation agreements. Um, and, and this has also helped us um, in our business relations. The time zone, our time zone is Central European time zone. So um, uh, communication, again, with, with different parts of the world make it pretty, pretty easy to do so. Can we have the next slide, please? 
So what are Malta's key strengths? Um, we are a diversified and dynamic economy. And this has helped us in trying times, um, like when there was a financial crisis, during COVID, the fact that it's, um, our economy was always pretty much diversified and dynamic has helped us um, counter any difficulties that were being experienced on a global level. Um, our economy kept on growing stronger. Um, in fact, it, is, it has been recently ranked as, as a, the toppest, strongest um, uh, economy in terms of uh, growth. Um, we also have a comprehensive and legal regulatory framework. Our laws are um, pretty much based because we were conquered by, by Britain before our independence in 1964. Most of our legislation was based um, on the common law system, but also we have even older traditions and older legal frameworks based on the civil law. So again, we have different legal frameworks um, in particular, however, in company law, it's mostly based on, on the common law framework. Um, needless to say, when we joined the EU, we uh, transposed all the EU legislation and therefore our laws are all aligned with the EU. And we didn't stop at that, but we also kept on um, innovating and trying to be as innovative as possible in terms of law. Being a small jurisdiction and being very limited in terms of natural resources, um, our focus was always on the human resource, on the knowledge, on the skills, and on the innovation that um, such people can bring with them. So, so this is um, an area where Malta always focused its efforts on, um, where it focuses resources and, and, and its money. And in fact, we do have free education for, for multi-citizens um, to encourage as many citizens as possible to continue their education um, without having any obstacles in the way in that respect. Um, besides free education, we also have um, free healthcare, um, and a number of other support systems to, to support the, the, the citizens and, and certain residents in, in Malta. We do have one single regulatory um, body, the MFSA, the Malta Financial Services Authority, which was um, set up in 2002. Um, uh, and we've seen exponential growth in the number of employees in that authority, starting from just a few handful employees. And now there are over 400 employees working there and it's still growing and growing um, at a very fast pace. Um, the good thing of having one single regulator for um, all the financial services regulated business, again, is um, the fact that there is more communication, more coordination, and therefore um, it would be possible to be more agile. So essentially having 
one regulator is to our advantage, and it is also a pro-business regulator. And this is something that we keep on hearing from um, um, investors and, and companies that set up in Malta when we ask them, what, what led you to set up in Malta? Why did you come here? And this is always top on their list. Um, having a regulator who listens to them, who understands them, um, who adapts um, to their requirements, depending, of course, on keeping in line with international and European regulatory standards. Um, uh, we have a strong focus on innovation. And here in particular, I must mention the, um, certain products like the PCC, the Protected Cell Company, um, which is um, a product used in the insurance industry, very particular to the captive insurance industry. And this is where Malta came up with its own product, um, which is unique in Europe. Another innovation in Malta was um, uh, the setting up of the VFA, the Virtual Financial Assets Act, um, in 2018, where we were leaders in this respect in regulating um, digital assets, um, uh, cryptocurrencies. Back then, there wasn't much knowledge um, in regulating this field. But essentially, our regulator was forthcoming, um, wanting to learn more, wanting to adapt to, to um, the way that the uh, industry was developing. And, and this has put us at the forefront of um, regulating this um, growing industry. Of course, now, um, this is an area which is um, very recently starting to be regulated um, at the European level. We have the MECA, um, which will be effective next year. And, and of course, we have the advantage of already having experienced such regulation and understanding the sector better. So in this area, we can also see more interest in Malta because um, the regulator understands this area more and more. And it is also an area where, even though we're a very small jurisdiction, the European supervisors and, and authorities are looking at Malta and, and learning from um, the experience that our regulator has achieved to, to help them understand um, the sector more and more and, and to guide them as to the way forward as well. Um, so here we've positioned ourselves as, as leaders in this field. Political and economic stability is, of course, very important. I must say in the financial services industry, I mean, we're a bipartisan House of Representatives. So essentially there are two political parties um, uh, representing um, um, the people of Malta at that level. And um, both parties are very much aligned um, on the policies and way forward in the financial services industry. And we haven't seen major divergence um, uh, in, in policies or in directions in this respect. Um, it is a cost competitive environment. Of course, costs increase in Malta as they increase elsewhere. 
we are lucky to have a government who had decided to to keep inflation um, as much uh, as possible um, uh, under control, okay, by by providing certain um, safeguards and taking it up on on itself to to control the inflation from from increasing even more, um, especially. Um, um by by helping in, in the fuel industry um uh, so uh, essentially when it comes to costs yes they have increased but we're still very much competitive when you compare it with other continental um european jurisdictions and and this is another area therefore where where uh, we can compete uh, with other jurisdictions Highly educated and cosmopolitan workforce, of course, um, I mentioned the free education, but it is not only that. Um, we, we do have um, essentially three kinds of schools in Malta, the private schools, the church schools and the government schools. Um, so people can choose um, from the kind of schooling that they want. Um, uh, the government schools are free for all, uh, whereas the church schools would usually be upon um, a small donation and private schools are paid, paid schools. But even the private schools are supported heavily by government um, and therefore the costs are also um, kept at a minimum. So uh, we have the University of Malta, um, where a good number of students um, uh, go up to, to the university level um, uh, and go on up to master's and PhD level as well. Um, uh, and we also have um, some other um, universities that have recently set up in Malta as well. Next slide, please. So here we, we put the ratings um, of the main rating agencies. We can see that um, um, there is a stable outlook and we're very positive that this um, stable outlook will, will remain for, for the next um, couple of years. Next. What differentiates Malta from certain other jurisdictions is the fact that um, you don't only find business here. And uh, those who appreciate history and heritage would definitely um, find loads uh, to see in this tiny island. Um, as I said, we were conquered by, by different conquerors and each conqueror left a mark or left an imprint in this island. The Knights of Malta have left certain jewels, um, uh, buildings and uh, cathedrals um, that, that are priceless. Um, so it is uh, a paradise when it comes to, to history um, and all within reach. So in a few days, you'll be able to, to go around and see um, all these historical jewels in, in Malta. Um, 
we mentioned the location, it is a Mediterranean island, so the Mediterranean lifestyle is also um, uh, very much felt on this island. Uh, we work very hard, but we like to enjoy ourselves as well. Um, we like to travel um, and, of course, the envy of many jurisdictions is that we have loads of sunshine throughout the year, maybe too much now, <laughs> um, and we miss, we miss some clouds and some rain. Today, in fact, is, is one of those very few days uh, where we're, we're, we should be experiencing some clouds and rain, and we're looking forward to that. Um, but essentially, you will find... Um, that we can balance work and, and enjoyment um, in a very short time because everything is within reach and therefore you can go to, to, to the beach, you can have a yacht, you can um, uh, visit a historical place um, in essentially very, very few hours. Extensive flight network, of course, being an island, we need to be very well connected. We're essentially connected with our uh, main airline, Air, Air Malta, which um, will soon come to an end, but we'll be seeing a new airline coming as of uh, March. Um, uh, and we're also connected through ferries, particularly um, the ferry that crosses to, to Sicily. And from there, then one can travel up and through, throughout Europe. Um, and of course, we have a thriving cruise port. Being in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea, it makes sense for us to be um, a cruising destination. But also, um, what is very attractive for yachts and super yachts. Um, so you will find a lot of um, marinas. Um, and, and a thriving yachting industry as well. Next. So we're building on a solid foundation. Um, uh, we have groundbreaking legislation. I've mentioned um, certain legislations where we were innovative. We will keep on um, looking, and, and Pierre will, will delve more into this, about what Malta is doing to... to remain innovative and, and keep um, our activity in this respect. It is important to have a robust regulatory framework infrastructure. We acknowledge um, the global standards and European standards um, and the importance for transparency and, um, and having um, everything up to scratch. We do have our tax laws that, that were approved by the OECD and the EU. And of course, we, we will align ourselves um, to new developments in, in this regard as well. Um, and we are constantly seeking responsible growth in this sector. Of course, digitalization is very important in this field. ESG is something which cuts across um, all the sectors in this industry, and again, we are looking at ways <coughs> to, to also encourage the industry to factor ESG into their products and their services um, uh, and, and, and keep being innovative in this respect. 
Next slide. So these are the main financial se sectors. I said um, our industry is very diversified and dynamic, and this shows um, the diversified sectors that we have. So essentially, we have um, investment funds and assets management. We have credit and financial institutions, insurance and reinsurance. We cater for family offices and private wealth, fintech and capital markets. These are the leading sectors in, in, in our economy in terms of financial services. And this is what we want to support and grow even further. Um, of course, in the fund and assets management, there are a range of um, funds, um, possibilities, um, and fund managers and fund administrators. It is good to know that funds in Malta can even use fund administrators in other jurisdictions. So they already have um, their, their service provider who they feel most comfortable working with in another jurisdiction. Then we did not close off competition in this respect, but we um, tried to facilitate um, matters for the funds to be able to operate also from, from Malta. Um, um, we have usage products, we have the alternative investment funds, um, and we are launching um, a new product, the, the notified PIF, the notified professional investor funds, where basically it would have a bit of a less regulation, um, even though there's oversight by the regulator, but essentially um, it will speed up the time to market because basically the regulator would um, have 10 days um, uh, to allow this. So in 10 days, um, the time to market will be pretty fast. Um, and this includes a notification procedure. But if you want to know more about this, um, there'll be more information on our website and, and we can provide with more information um, uh, through our other um, information channels. The um, credit, uh, if we can go back, I, I, I will talk a bit more about the other sectors in terms of credit and financial institutions. Um, the banking industry is um, where well, we have two, two, around 22 banks in Malta. The market is small, but um, we are not really after attracting um, banks to service the, the local industry, um, but more in terms of trade finance um, and, and other um, services that can be provided to support the other sectors. We do have, we are experiencing growth in the payment industry and the financial institutions, and that is an area where we're seeing um, more growth and we're quite keen to support the sector to grow even further. Um, in the insurance and reinsurance side, we do have some developments there as well um, uh, that we're working on, particularly on the insurance link securities. Um, uh, but something which is uh, attractive mostly is the captive insurance industry and the protected cell company, which I already um, said that is unique. 
um, to Malta within the e within the EU as a fully fledged um, member state. Um, we do have um, some very large captive um, insurance companies um, of, of large corporations, um, be it the Volkswagen, the Peugeot, and, and the big names in, in Malta. And this is an area which we're also keen on, on seeing um, growing in the coming years. Family offices and, and private wells, besides having, of course, the, the funds um, that, that cater for, for this particular industry, we also have a very well-established aviation and um, uh, yachting, private, private yachts in Malta. So, um, these together with other products like the trusts and the foundations will, will uh, provide the right products and the right infrastructure for family offices to consider um, uh, setting up motor or using it for back office operations or other kind of um, support services. Um, FinTech is, is again, another very much growing sector. We're very keen on this, and there's a lot of support, um, both from Malta Enterprise, the uh, Malta's Economic Development Agency, which provides guidance and support, um, and also financial, financial support to, to startups in this regard. There are sandboxes that, that are available, both um, regulatory sandboxes and technology sandboxes from the regulators that um, help startups um, to test their products within a limited time before they actually um, uh, delve into the, the, their, their main product. So it gives them time to test their product before actually launching it to the market. Um, and capital markets, again, is, is another growing area. We are um, we have a Malta stock exchange where listing um, takes place. There are some, some 110 companies that are listed on the Malta stock exchange. And we are um, delving into the possibility of having more internationalization and more foreign listings um, uh, being listed into the Malta stock exchange. Because so far, the listings are all um, local listings, and therefore the risk is, is more curtailed in that respect. Next slide. Um, we are a small country, but we, we punch above our weight. Um, we're among the top 20 global financial centers in the Smart Centers Index, um, produced by ZYN. Um, we're among the top performers in fintech ecosystems and also sixth in digital economy and society index. Um, uh, so we're doing pretty well, especially from the technical digitalization side. We also ranked first in the e-government services um, from within the EU. So um, we feel that we have the, the the necessary technical skills and know-how to be able to take um, this industry to the next um, level where digitalization um, and technology know-how will be essential for, for the growth of, of the economy. Next, please. 
Okay, we provided some figures here just to give you an overview of um, what this industry includes. Um, we have 51 financial institutions, so over 2,000 authorized entities, um, 21 credit institutions as at March 2023, and GDP growth is, is looking pretty well, and unemployment rate is, is very low. Um, it's, I, I believe it's the lowest we've seen so far in, in, in recent years. So um, we definitely do not have a problem with unemployment. On the other hand, um, we need more, more um, resources, more human resources to supply the, the, the workload and um, the opportunities that there are. Next. We've listed here the financial uh, milestones, um, uh, most of which I've alluded to during my, my presentation. Um, so I will not repeat, but essentially you can see how, how the development took place from 1988, where we had the first um, uh, corporate and trust legislation. Um, 2002 was, was very much important for the setting up of the regulatory authority. Of course, 2004 was important for us um, to open the market and um, possibilities. The adoption of the euro was another milestone in 2008. Um, 2023 was um, this year, earlier on this year, we launched the strategy for financial services. Um, and obviously, we look to the future. Uh, with great hope and um, uh, a lot of keenness to, to take this to the next level. Next. So essentially, I will leave it up to Pierre now to take you a bit through the strategy, which, as I said, we launched in uh, March. Um, Pierre is the, the leader of the project management office. He is um, managing the implementation of this strategy and therefore we'll be able to brief you on um, what has happened in this respect and what is um, happening and what is expected to be seen in the next um, few years. I'll leave it to you, Pierre. Thank you, Bernice. Um, thank you very much. So the Malta Financial Advisory Council was set up in 2021 with the express intent of really bringing together government the regulators and private operators to create a coherent long-term strategy for financial services. Uh, this brought together essentially over a hundred industry professionals and stakeholders who worked together to actually create the strategy. So it is a very unique starting point in terms of uh, what we were looking to do. Uh, from the very start, the intention was to focus on building on Malta strengths as an already established um, jurisdiction, while also facing up to some of the weaknesses and challenges that we really recognized were there. Uh, the strategy itself, I'm being a bit quick to just make, I realize we're trying to make up time. Uh, the strategy sets out a very clear vision and direction for the future and uh, really identifies a number of areas where we can drive change. Uh, this is supported ultimately with um, over 175 specific initiatives that, be, that have been identified 
and some of which, in fact, that uh, that Bernice mentioned are already in, in the process of implementation. Our ultimate objective was to leapfrog ahead, um, making up for lost ground and also uh, going ahead in terms of leveraging aspects such as digitization, AI, and uh, a number of those areas to really move ahead of the pack in terms of our positioning. The strategy itself outlines a very specific long-term vision for Malta to be recognized as a competitive, secure, and credible jurisdiction for financial services that excels in innovation and responsiveness through a nimble and joined up regulatory framework and robust technology foundation. So we're really playing on our strengths there in terms of our size, being nimble, being connected and being able to move forward quickly and also leveraging a robust technology framework. As you can see, our primary drivers behind the strategy are speed, mostly driven through efficiency, reflected in decision-making and permeating all aspects of servicing, licensing, regulating and implementing uh, the processes that we have standards and by standards we mean clarity and defined expectations as relates to standards for all of the agencies and regulators ensuring consistency in the way compliance is handled and any irregularities are managed uh, that is really critical it is really critical for the businesses that we're trying to attract as well simplification logical and standardized business processes and technology enabled to ensure seamless workflow alignment across entities and ensuring, for example, that we only ask operators the same question once, not three different times from different three different sources. Specialization, a recognition that Malta cannot be all things to all people and that we need to develop our niches and there is a focus to be sustainable. And when we talk about sustainability beyond the traditional um, interpretations of sustainability, we also mean that this is a strategy that the island, including government, industry, and all stakeholders are committed to sustain over time so that we can actually realize uh, the change. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, ultimately, we were looking around five strategic objectives. Uh, the first is to streamline regulation. This trust is an effort to align and integrate to a largest extent possible, the regulatory institutions, uh, including the MFSA, which uh, Bernice referenced, but also the Malta Business Registry, our financial watchdog, the Financial Intelligence Analysis Unit, to facilitate uh, timelines, consistency, and proportionality across all of our regulatory aspects. Uh, the standardization of payments is another critical priority, working with the Central Bank Payments Hub to create a more efficient national system for money transfers with greater transparencies in terms of the end flows of funds and also increasing the ability to better track and manage um, STRs through the process. Consolidating identity, um, again, as we're looking at heightened regulation and heightened securities and, and uh, anti-money laundering regulation, it's essential to facilitate the due diligence processes via consistent and foolproof identity system that captures shareable data, ensuring accurate, updated, single point of reference for each of the entities and individuals uh, doing, Malta, doing business in Malta. 
modernizing taxation, both in terms of the way that our tax administration works, but also in terms of the actual tax system's alignment with uh, the international thrusts uh, and the thrusts of both the o OECD and the European Union. Uh, reforming financial law, this has been a key advantage for us over time, and we're looking at introducing new uh, changes in this area to make uh, the multi-jurisdiction more attractive, and finally, building uh, talent and capability. Um, this is a key challenge for us. Uh, we have a number of areas where we are, are looking for talented individuals to fill roles, and the key is to be able to do that more effectively. Uh, the next slide, please. So we've looked at the way uh, implementation is driven around kind of three uh, tranches of initiatives or initiative types, primarily um, centralized identity management, as I mentioned, the digital payments hub, regulatory process integration and digitization and law reform and harmonization. These are the big drivers that we're driving towards, uh, new opportunity areas for growth, FinTech, aircraft leasing, family offices, and employer pensions, we're, we're doing things in all of these areas, but we're looking to dial them up. And finally, the supporting requirements of taxation, human resources and education and sustainable finance. I could talk for a lot longer, but I know we're really tight on time. So I will um, stop my remarks there and hand over back to Bernice. Um. Thank you, Pierre. Now, essentially, we would like to, um, if you're interested to learn more, because we, we had limited time, um, in our next slide, we're, we're inviting you to, to join us um, at the Guildhall London, where essentially um, on the 4th of December, we'll be coming over there, um, meeting the, the industry in, in London. Um, there'll be the Minister for Finance, there'll be uh, the regulator, uh, the main regulatory bodies, the, the business rate, the motor business registry, the motor stock exchange, uh, the, all the service providers will be there. So um, if you'd like to learn more about Malta to network, um, please do scan the QR code. This is essentially going to be a networking reception, um, six to nine, not very long, a few speeches um, by, by our chairman, um, uh, by Mr. Joseph Mitzabona, who's heading the Motor Financial Services Advisory Council, Lord Marland, and the Minister for Finance. And, and then we'll be happy to, to see you there. So if you're interested, do scan the QR code and register your interest. Um, do get in touch with us because you require um, a code to be able to register. So if you need that code, get in touch with us and we'll give you the, the code. Thank you very much. Well, thank, thank you very you. much, Bernice and, and Pierre. <clears throat> we are, I'm afraid, um, out of time. Um, so just very briefly to thank our sponsors um, who, as I mentioned before, uh, just allow us to arrange uh, widely over um, the information and knowledge topics that we cover in our webinar series. Uh, just looking ahead, we have tomorrow the launch of the next edition of the Smart Centres Index, uh, which I'm sure Bernice will be looking at uh, carefully. Um, on Friday, um, one of the <coughs> sessions we're running as part of the Knowledge Miles series, Lord Chancellor Jeffrey is a revisionist view of his role uh, as a common sergeant and recorder of the City of London, and then uh, on Monday, a session on capital as a 
powerful force for global impact. So do keep an eye on the website for upcoming events. Uh, just remains for me to say thank you very much indeed uh, to Bernice and Pierre uh, for that overview of the current state um, of Finance Malta. Um, if you didn't catch the QR code, then you can go to the web uh, page for this event um, and you'll find that the slides are uh, available to you there as a PDF. Uh, so you can grab the QR code from there if you haven't managed to grab it on screen. Uh, many thanks again for you, uh, your attendance. Thank you to our speakers. Uh, we'll see you again shortly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much.